Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joining you, this is Oilers Now. Friday edition. The uh, Vegas Golden Knights haven't quite clinched a spot in the Stanley Cup Final. Dallas winning last night in OT. The Memorial Cup starts tonight. And we got a jam-packed edition of Oilers Now for you. Coming up from NHL Hockey on Rogers, courtesy of our friends at Abe's Door Service. One of the most plugged-in men in the business. Elliot Friedman. And for GCL Diesel, former Edmonton Oilers player, Sportsnet color analyst, Louis DeBrusque. And at 135, the new general manager of the Calgary Flames, longtime Flames player, longtime Flames organizational um, support guy, now the GM, now calling the shots, Craig Conroy, all on today's edition of Oilers Now, which is brought to you by World of Spas. Aiken after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit uh, worldofspas.com. Yeah, I admit, I'm a bit of a closet uh, Cure fan from back in the day, so I always love opening up with that show, uh, that song to start the show off. Uh, You know what? Uh, Our top story today actually has to do with what happened about a year ago. A top story for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy legacy heating and cooling as we circle back. To one year ago today, and a bit of a mashup of uh, the conclusion of the Battle of Alberta. Right. 
One year ago today, the Edmonton Oilers closed out the Calgary Flames. It's still crazy when you think about it, and just think of everything that's occurred since then. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers uh, taking on the Calgary Flames last year, round two, uh, the Pacific Division Championship. The Flames were the overwhelming favorite after a great regular season. Flames won game one, nine, six. They'd won nine, five in the last regular season game that year. Remember Jay Woodcroft saying after, yeah, but we got six goals in their goalie, Jacob Markstrom. Mike Smith had a tough start to that series. People should not forget the Flames led 3-1 in Game 2 at home. The Oilers then scored the next four goals, including Hyman's shorty, to win it. Uh, Dreisaitl scored on a breakaway as well. Uh, so they won 5-3 in Game 2. In Game 3 at Edmonton, the Oilers, by far their best game in the series, dominated every aspect of the hockey game, a 4-1 victory. Evander Kane with a hat-trick. In Game 4 at home, had the 3-0 lead, the Flames battled back. Smith gave up two horrendous goals. Absolutely The third one defied logic. Rasmus Anderson scored from the other side of center. Smith lost the puck. And the Oilers recalibrated, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins uh, banged home a rebound for a 4-3 victory. So we headed down on May 26, a year ago today, into Calgary. Flames jumped out 2-0. The Oilers rallied. We had four goals in a span of about a minute and a half in that game. The Flames thought they'd scored a goal from Coleman in the final four minutes of the game. The officials ultimately waved it off, uh, said it was directed in purposely uh, by uh, the foot of Coleman and pulled them. I actually thought the goal was going to count. It didn't. And then Connor McDavid on a setup from Leon Dreisettle knocked the... Calgary Flames out of the playoffs, and you can make a strong argument, and you can jump in here on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. Some people would suggest that goal a year ago, the final act for Johnny Goodrow, as the uh, Leon Drysettle playing on one leg after getting a bad high ankle sprain. Drysettle, by the way, had four assists in the fifth and final game of that series, 17 points in five games, and he was playing with one leg. But Drysettle, the puck in the half wall, and Johnny Goodrow peeled off, didn't do anything, and they opened up a seam for Connor McDavid to rip one home. For I think it's got to be stated. We're going to get Brendan to jump in here. Brendan. That result in last year's series altered the course and direct... Like, if I had told you before the series started, in less than a calendar year, Goodrow wouldn't resign in Calgary. Kachuk would basically force a trade out of Calgary. Brad Treliving would step down as GM in Calgary. And the Flames would have to fire Daryl Sutter less... And then nine months after giving him a two-year contract extension, you would have said I was on planet Zoltar. You would have said there was no way that confluence and sequence of events would have occurred. It's well, crazy when you think about it. That's exactly right, because you you sit there and you think about like how how cataclysmic, how far-reaching within the Flames organization could one series loss have possibly been, and, and it, it upset the apple cart in terms of their star talent. Their goaltender hasn't been the same since. They've now flipped over their front office and their coaching staff. You know, like there was clearly some, uh, some unrest in there. I, I would be very 
very curious with revisionist history to see if they were even able to push that series to seven games instead of letting it slip away in four straight after winning the first. I wonder how that may have altered the trajectory. But the bottom line here, Bob, is I, this is this is maybe one of the bigger overhauls of a team that I've seen in my lifetime. It, it's crazy when you think of how good they actually were in the regular season that year. Uh, and I had this communicated to me by an executive in the league. Bob, the Oilers became a top team not when they got 97 and 29, but when 97 and 29 dug in and did it right and demanded the same for others to do so, that evolved your program in Edmonton there. And you look at what happened. I mean, Calgary, that lineup that the Flames had with Kachuk, Lindholm, and Goodrow, that line was the best line in the league in the regular season. And the Oilers went head-to-head against them with McDavid, Drysaddle, and mostly Hyman. Who had Zach Hyman scored a goal in every game uh, of that series. And they dotted those guys. Like, the Flames won the first one, and the Oilers tore them apart from that point on. That was the best line in the league in the regular season. And you know what's crazy about all of this? This just puts things in perspective even more. The Florida Panthers are in the Stanley Cup Final. They finished 17th in the league in the regular season. Do you know who finished 16th? Uh, Calgary, right? Calgary finished 16th. That's unbelievable. They finished ahead of the Florida Panthers. Flames missed the playoffs, and you, you said it. They have had a massive turn of events in their organization. And in Edmonton, the attitude is, well, now we're, you know, the next steps to win the Stanley Cup final. Because I think we all acknowledge, like, that was a it's oh, the Battle of Alberta is a big deal. It's a wonderful thing. We love it. And make no mistake, I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group. I respect those guys in Calgary. I want to see Vancouver be successful. But at the end of the day, I want the Oilers to beat Calgary and Vancouver when we play them. Okay? It's like I really like Todd McClellan. I was nervous in that matchup against L.A. because he knows how to coach against the Oilers. That's part of the reason why the series have gone seven and six games. Okay? I, I have a lot of respect for Kelly McCrimmon and what they've built in Vegas. Um, man, I was talking to somebody last night, Brendan. This is this is Freaky Friday stuff. You ready for this? Who led the league in, in goals last year? Florida. Oh, team goals. Sorry. Team okay. goals yeah. four. Which, All right. Okay. And who has, who's now in the Stanley Cup final this year? Florida. The year before, who led the league in goals, albeit a year in which we played in four separate divisions and there was no crossover? Do you know which NHL team led the league in goals during the uh, uh, 2021 season? The Colorado Avalanche. A year later, they would win the Stanley Cup in 21 22. Okay. So who led the league in goals this year, Bob? The Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> okay. And you take a look at Tampa Bay. They led the league two or three times and then eventually won the cup. You look at the uh, Washington Capitals led the league in, in goal scoring, albeit it was like a 9-10, but learned how to play a little bit more defense over time uh, and, and and had some hard – Pittsburgh led the league multiple – you know, they're – Often, even the Oilers in the early 80s or the Islanders before they started would lead the league in goals and not get the playoff success that they were looking for. Edmonton is close. Everybody knows that. But it's funny because a lot of people sit there and say, well, the Oilers regressed. They didn't make it to the conference final. Factually, that's true. But I think we all know Vegas turned out, and I'm kind of shocked by this, and maybe I shouldn't be. But Vegas turned out to be a way tougher match. You know what? I'm not 
Vegas was a tougher matchup than Calgary. I'm not surprised by it in the sense that I looked at Vegas and said, yeah, they, they're deeper, they play with better structure and process. I just didn't think Edmonton would take Calgary out in five. I thought they'd win the series in six last year, six or seven. They did. And it just, in Edmonton's case, I think most of you listening to the show right now would probably say, they got most of the right pieces here. They don't need a massive overhaul. They need to to tweak and change a bit. And we saw a bit of that yesterday, Brendan, when guys were texting the show and were saying, can they come back with the same six defense? Can they come back with Ekholm and Bouchard and Nurse and CeCe and Kulak and Deherney? And maybe they have to have Broberg in the minors for 40 games. And you just got to play like a lot. Like, you know, 20, like 23 minutes a night. Number one power play. Sorry, Camdenine. You're on the number two power play because Broberg's going to be down there. And we had people text the show because they said, well, can you come back with the same D because they came in 17th in the league in goals against? And two separate texters said, well, you're doing this the wrong way because they didn't have Deherney and they didn't have Ekholm all season. So what were they at with Deherney in the lineup? So he was in the lineup for the final, you know, he played 36 of the final 40 games. They were 13th in the league in the final 40 games. And then what were they like once they got Ekholm? Well, they were ninth in the league. Now, I might argue they had an easier schedule in the final 21 games when Ekholm was on the team. He did go plus 28 over a 21-game run. And the point in all of this, and part of it stemmed actually from David Staples. He says, "I'm there's people that think that Cody Cece should automatically be moved along. I'm not so sure. You know, because what do you get for $3.25 million on the marketplace? Do they need to just kind of stick by him? And then Mooner said yesterday, Bob, talking about sticking by things, what did Vegas do? How many big off-season moves did they make last year? They didn't really make any. They missed the playoffs. They came back with most of the same team. They picked around the edges a bit, and they kind of believed in what they got. So... Now, at the end of the day, the Oilers are going to have to dig in. They're going to have to play better. Way, be- They're going to have to play better defensively than they did in the final two games of the series against the uh, Vegas Golden. And we should remember, people, they led both those games. And even in game five, they lost that game 4-3. Gave up a 5-on-3 goal, confluence of events, horrible call on Broberg. They earned the other six penalties in that game. Uh, conspiracy theory, Brad Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line and said, oh, by the way, Stoff, uh, Steve Kazaria ended up working uh, game number five between Edmonton and Vegas, and Vegas got seven power plays and worked game three in Dallas. And Vegas got six power plays against Dallas. Food for thought in that regard. We're going to squeeze in some text, but yeah, a year ago today, our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. The Edmonton Oilers basically sweep the Calgary Flames. I mean, it was 9-6 for the Flames in the first game, 3-1 in the second early for Calgary, and the Oilers the rest of the way. Let's see. 8-1, 12-4, 17 to 8, they outscored Calgary in the final four games. You got to admit, if you're an Oilers fan, it's still a pretty good memory. We'll get to some of your texts when we return on Oilers now. It is 1222 in Edmonton.
We will get to your text momentarily, but first, NHL Today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist, Drew Shamahorn and the staff at Elite. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Edmonton owned and operated. Here's Brendan. All right, Game 5 goes tomorrow night in Vegas. The Golden Knights look to return to the Stanley Cup Final for a second time in six seasons, up three games to one in the Western Conference Final. Buffalo signing Kyle Pozo to a one-year, $2.5 million deal earlier this week. Mem Cup gets started tonight in Kamloops. The host, Blazers, entertaining uh, Patrick Waz, Quebec Rampart, 7 o'clock Mountain Time puck drop. Tomorrow, it's Canada meeting Latvia in semifinal action of the World Hockey Championship. And my hope is to see Seattle and Kamloops play in the Memorial Cup final. So this weekend's going to tell us a lot because uh, Seattle has Peterborough tomorrow. Into the Ashley Five Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Bob, uh, game five against Vegas. The order scored one in the five-minute power play. That's why they lost the game and ultimately the series. Uh, Edmonton finished that game three for four in the power play. I remember having that conversation with Jack. they got to get a couple here. They did not. Um, this text comes in saying, I think uh, McDavid played, or sorry, Jay Woodcroft played Connor and Leon too much, uh, leading the lower guys not getting enough ice time. When you lose, things get questioned. My guess is you actually might see McDavid and Drysaddle's minutes get dialed back next year. That's a that's a guess of mine. Because I also think the Oilers are going to continue to build a little bit more depth. Uh, guys like McLeod and Holloway, who can skate, those guys are going to take on some more minutes. They're going to have a healthier Vander Kane as well. Uh Wild Bill says, Bob, we're two years away from Leon potentially walking, and you're fine with putting Cody Cece out 20 minutes a night. They have to upgrade on that position. Cece, Fogel, and Yamamoto out opens up room for Carlson at 20% retained. Oh, wow. Um, I don't see Carlson being the guy. Tell you what I would do is I would find a way to uh, be in a position where you can accrue cap space during the year, okay, and look for a potential upgrade uh, during the course of the season. Kind of like they did this year, except they couldn't accrue the space, but they made that great trade to get Eckholm. And I would not hesitate moving the 24 and 25 number ones. I wouldn't. But I'm not the GM of the team. Again, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, uh, Bob, the only one who can deliver a sermon like that is a priest, and even that's debatable. I'm looking for my Sunday brunch after that one. It was great. That one comes to us from RJ. Well, thank you, RJ. I mean, I'm actually not a very religious fellow. If that's your thing, that's okay. That's the way we're supposed to be today, right? Like, it's go vote for who you want to vote for. Like, that's all good, man. Uh, what was uh, Bono's line? The uh, God I believe in isn't short of cash, mister. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Hey, guys, uh, keep CC. If he doesn't play good, figure out something at the deadline. You're not getting any better for his money right now, and he will play better without the injury. That one comes to us from John and Humboldt. John, you and me are thinking alike. I kind of, uh, like, Cody CC was pretty good two years ago. He had a tough year last year. We'll see. He and Darnell Nurse have to play better together, and the team has to play better. As the, you know, Jack Campbell ha- can't have a minus eighteen in goal saved above expectation as well. Elliot Freeman is coming up at twelve thirty-five, but not before we send it to Edmonton broadcasting legend Randy Kilburn. I'm scaring this guy at Golden Bears games in like nineteen eighty-seven. He's up next with a global news weather traffic update.